if you would. This, of course, being the Christmas season, want to center in on this verse today and then just speak as we feel the Lord has directed us. Luke 2, verse 7, and she, that's the Virgin Mary, brought forth her firstborn son, now it's Jesus, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. No room for them in the inn. I want to talk to you today, titling this message, A Christless Christmas. A Christless Christmas. Notice, from the time Jesus was born, there seemingly was no room for him. There was no room for them in the end. You know, I'm concerned that with each year that passes, Jesus Christ gets nudged a little further out of Christmas to the point that there is seemingly no room for him in Christmas anymore, the very day set aside to celebrate his birth. You know, many people, and they have been doing this for the last many years, it's happy holidays is what they're saying instead of Merry Christmas. I'm still saying Merry Christmas. You know, some 40 years ago, and that's a generation, in a local school district, as a young boy, I sang in the school choir at Christmas time about Jesus. And now it's my understanding that the same local school district won't sing songs with Jesus Christ in them anymore. You know, it's a shame when a fictional, white bearded, heavy set man in a red suit named Santa, or a fictional red nosed reindeer named Rudolph, or a fictional snowman named Frosty gets more attention than the blessed Savior named Jesus. For many years now, I've watched and observed the overall flow of things at Christmas to be away from Jesus and gravitating towards secular commercialism. Secular, what is that? That, that is, secular is that which has no religious or spiritual basis. Commercialism is that which makes a monetary profit. And over the last many, many years, I've watched and observed the overall flow of things at Christmas to be away from Jesus and gravitating towards secular commercialism. You know, the devil has worked overtime to keep Christ out of Christmas. The devil tried to stop Jesus' birth by corrupting his lineage and through otherwise exterminating the Jews before Jesus was born. The devil tried to kill Jesus shortly after he was born through the slaughter of the innocent male babies. The devil tried to get Jesus to commit suicide through tempting him to jump off the pinnacle of the temple. The devil tried to assassinate Jesus on several occasions by stirring up the crowds against him. The devil thought he succeeded when Jesus was crucified, the devil thought he had succeeded in Xing Jesus completely out, but Jesus was raised from the dead. Praise God. Amen. When you can't get excited about that, you need to check up, see whether or not you're saved. I said, Jesus was raised from the dead. I said, Jesus was raised from the dead. I said, Jesus was raised from the dead. 
I said Jesus was raised from the dead. Some of you need to be maybe raised up from the dead. I don't know. But Jesus was raised from the dead. Can you say hallelujah? Hallelujah. And so the devil has worked over time these many years to get Jesus kicked out of the public school system. And the devil has all but exed Jesus Christ completely out of his own birthday, which is Christmas. And the devil has done that by commercializing it. Did you hear me? By commercializing it. Making it more about presence and what am I going to get than what God gave to us through Jesus. The devil has worked overtime to get Jesus out, to push him out, to get him out, to get rid of him. And when Jesus was raised from the dead and the devil couldn't get rid of him that way, then the devil has worked so many other ways to try to get Jesus completely out. And one of the ways he's done it is by taking Christmas and commercializing it, making it about wrapping paper and this and that and the other. When Christ is X'd out of Christmas, then all we are left with are trees with ornamental decorations on them and wrapped boxes and bags of presents sitting underneath. When Christ is X'd out of Christmas, then all we are left with are empty songs by popular entertainers selling their talent rather than telling the story of the birth of the blessed Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's all I can do anymore to listen to some of these stations with some of the Christmas songs on them. Why is that? Because when Christ is X'd out of Christmas, then all we're left with are empty songs by popular entertainers selling their talent rather than telling the story of the birth of the blessed Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. When Christ is X'd out of Christmas, then all we're left with are snow, is a snowman named Frosty and eight flying reindeer with a red-nosed one leading the way. When Christ is exed out of Christmas, then all we're left with is a man named Santa Claus. And even in that, the devil has corrupted the life story of a wonderful saint named Nicholas and has degraded denigrated him into the jolly old elf we know as Santa Claus. My goodness gracious, we ought to talk more about Jesus than Santa Claus. Did you hear me? Am I trying to take Frosty away from you? Yeah, I'd like to take Frosty away from you and have you more excited about Jesus than Frosty. Am I trying to take Rudolph away? Yeah, I'm trying to take Rudolph away from you. I'd rather see you more excited about Jesus than Rudolph. Am I trying to take Santa Claus away? Yeah, I'm trying to take Santa Claus away from you because I want you to be more excited about Jesus than Santa Claus. So we have a man here that Santa Claus that knows, you know, he knows what he knows when you're awake, he knows when you're asleep, he knows all these things. And one day you're going to have to tell your children that he's not real. Is that right? But all along, you've been telling, telling them about Jesus. He's always there even though you can't see him. You're going to tell your children one day that Jesus isn't real? You understand what I'm saying? 
I feel a real, a real burden here today, a real seriousness about this. You know, the church needs to take a stand for the Lord Jesus Christ. Did you hear what I just said? Am I trying to take Frosty? Well, I feel the anointing. Am I trying to take Frosty away? Yeah, I'm trying to take Frosty. I'm trying to take Rudolph. I'm trying to take Santa Claus because Jesus has to be what, is, what this thing is all about, not these other things. Did you hear what I just said? It is clearly implied in so many circles that Santa or secular commercialism is better than Jesus. But I want you to know that Jesus is better than Santa Claus. Jesus is better than secular commercialism. You know, there's some things that, you know, Santa lives at the North Pole, supposedly. But Jesus lives above the heights of the clouds, above the stars, upon the mount of the congregation in the far sides of the north, in heaven, sitting at the right hand of God the Father, at the right hand of power, ever living to make intercession for us. Now, who do you want, Santa Claus or Jesus? Santa supposedly rides in a sleigh pulled by eight tiny reindeer with an extra reindeer in front needed for light. But Jesus Christ is light. The Bible said God is light. And Jesus, he rides at the speed of light, either upon the clouds, a white horse, or on a chariot of fire. Would you rather have Santa or would you rather have Jesus? You know, Santa is not in the best physical shape. His stomach is so big that when he laughs, it shakes like a bowl full of jelly. But you know, Jesus is, the, is in the best of physical shape. How do I know that? Because the Bible says the Greeks came and they just wanted to look at him. And the Greeks were all about the perfect man. And that had to do with physique. Would you rather have Santa or would you rather have Jesus? You know, Santa supposedly has little helpers known as elves. But Jesus has mighty helpers known as angels that excel in strength and power who protect us and keep us from harm. Who would you rather have, the elves or the angels? You know, Santa makes us wait in line to ask him for things, but Jesus says, before you ask me, I'll answer you. Now, would you rather have Santa or would you rather have Jesus? Santa gives us a few presents, but once a year, Jesus continually meets all our needs and gives us the desires of our hearts. Santa only allows us to sit in his lap once a year. Jesus continually allows us to rest in his arms. Jesus says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Who do you want, Santa or Jesus? Santa comes but once a year and waits until you are asleep. Jesus never leaves us and watches over us even when we are asleep. Glory to God. When Santa comes, you hear sleigh bells ring. But when Jesus comes, you hear a shout, the voice of the archangel and the trumpet of God. Now, which do you want, Santa or Jesus? When Santa arrives, you hear ho, ho, ho. When Jesus shows up, you hear holy, holy, holy. Glory to God. Santa says you better not cry, but Jesus says I understand you when you cry, cast all your cares upon me. You see, Santa can make you chuckle for a little while, but Jesus gives you his joy, which is your continual strength. Now, which would you rather have, a little chuckle or the joy of the Lord? You know, Santa does many, many things well, but Jesus does all things well. 
He speaks with authority. He multiplies loaves and fish. He walks on the water. He calms the storm. He cleanses lepers. He raises the dead. He casts out demons. He gives sight to the blind. He opens deaf ears. He heals the lame and the maimed. He bore our sins and carried our sickness. He defeated the devil. He baptizes in the Holy Ghost and fire. He ever lives to make intercession for us. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now, my goodness, who do you want, Santa or Jesus? Glory to God. Santa has but a few names. Santa Claus, Saint Nick, Chris Kringle, Father Christmas. But Jesus has so many names, we need to alphabetize them. Here's just a few. Advocate, Almighty, Amen, Ancient of Days, Apostle, Arm of the Lord, Author and Finisher of our Faith, Balm of Gilead, Beloved of the Father, Bishop, Born of a Virgin, Branch, Bread of Life, Bright Morning Star, Captain of the Lord's Host, Captain of Salvation, Chief Shepherd, Chosen of the Father, Glory to God, Cornerstone, Christ, Commander-in-Chief, Counselor, Days God, 100% man, day star, deliverer, door, elect, Emmanuel, eternal life, faithful and true, fairest among 10,000, firstborn from the dead, foundation, fountain, fourth man, friend of sinners, glory of Israel, God manifest in the flesh, governor, good, great physician, head of the church, heir of all things, high priest, holy, hope, horn of salvation, image of God, just one, judge, glory to God, Jehovah, Jehovah, Jireh, the provider, Jehovah, Rapha, the healer, Jehovah, He's there. Glory to God. Jehovah Sid Canoe, righteous. Jehovah Shalom, peace. He's the king of the Jews. He's king of kings. He's lamb of God. He's light of the world. He's lily of the valley. He's the living bread. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. He's the lion of the tribe of Judah. He's the Lord of lords. He's Lord God Almighty. He's Lord of glory, Lord mighty in battle. Glory to God. He's the master, the mediator, the Messiah. Mighty to save. Morning star, Passover, power of God. Prince of peace, redeemer, resurrection, and the life. Rock of our salvation rose of Sharon, savior of the world son of god and god the son glory to god son of man son of righteous sure foundation teacher glory to god unspeakable gift vine the way the truth the life wonderful word of god word of god made flesh worthy who was who is who is to come the alpha the omega the first the last the beginning and the ending and everything in between can you say amen Glory to, whoa, glory to God. Hallelujah. Now, which would you rather have? Would you rather have Santa or would you rather have Jesus Christ? Glory to God. Hallelujah. My God, they might have cut my hair and I might be dressing different, but the power of God is still the same. And that's never going to change. And I'm never going to let the devil take that away from me. My God, I'm not here to entertain you, but I'm here as a man of God with the fire of God. Shut up in my bones. Glory to God. To burn under the anointing of God. Glory to God. They're never going to take that away from me. Glory to God. If i got to preach just to my wife, I'll burn under the fire of God in front of her. Glory to God. My God, we don't need preachers coming to entertain people, but we need preachers coming under the anointing of God, not with props, but with the word of God and the power of God. Can you say amen? Glory to God. You talk about the fire of God. My goodness gracious. Glory to God. Amen. I'm talking about Jesus Christ of Nazareth. 
I'm not talking about a fat man in a red suit. I'm talking about the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the one who was born of a virgin, who lived a sinless life, was tempted in all points like as you are, but yet without sin, the one that went to that cross and took your place and died upon that cross for you and shed that blood for you. You had an appointment on that cross. I had an appointment on that cross. But Jesus came and he died for us. Glory to God. And on the third day rose from the dead and came out under the power of God. The power of God all over him when he walked out of that tomb. All the guards that were there hit the deck. The power of God knocked them down. Glory to God. Woo! Hallelujah. He said, all power in heaven and in earth has been given unto me. And he said, go in my name and cast out devils. Heal the sick, raise the dead. Can you say amen? amen. Glory to God. Woo! Hallelujah. No, I don't want Rudolph. No, I don't want Frosty. No, I don't want Santa. I want Jesus Christ. Santa can't heal you in the midnight hour, but Jesus Christ can. And this is still a church that believes in the healing power of God. I've seen too many sick people get healed by the power of God. I'm not moving away from that ever. Can you say amen? Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm talking about somebody named Jesus who can come in the midnight hour after everybody's walked away from you and spit on you and called you everything that that, that they could call you that they shouldn't have called you, and Jesus will still be there holding your hand. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Can anybody say praise the Lord? Hallelujah. The Bible says there's no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. And his name is Jesus. I said his name is Jesus. Santa's name can't save you, can't keep you out of a devil's hell, and can't put you into a holy heaven, but only the name of Jesus can do that. Santa's name can't get sickness or disease out of your body, but the name of Jesus can. The name of Jesus can drive terminal cancer out of your body. The name of Jesus can take somebody who's been given weeks to live and can turn those weeks into years and years and years. Only the name of Jesus can do that. Santa can't do it. Frosty can't do it. Rudolph can't do it. Nobody else can do it. Only Jesus can do it. A man standing in front of you trying to give you three points in a poem and a little entertaining propped up sermon can't drive sickness and disease out of your body. But only somebody standing under the anointing of God and using the name of Jesus can drive sickness out. Can you say amen? I want you to understand something and don't you ever forget it. The power of God that you just saw on me just a few moments ago would not be accepted in so many churches in this nation anymore. But I tell you what, there's a lot of them out there. I'm not here to be critical, but you see the devil works over time. To lull people to sleep, nudge Jesus out here, nudge him out there, nudge him out here, nudge him out there. I tell you what, We must not let anything allow Jesus to be nudged out of our lives. 
we must not let anything. It's so easy to be lulled to sleep. This nation hasn't become this way overnight. The devil, you need to understand something about him. He'll work slowly over time. Nudge Jesus out a little here, a little there, a little here, a little there, a little there. And the next thing you know, Jesus is standing like in that one church in the book of Revelation, standing on the outside of the church, knocking, wanting back into the church. No, I want this church to be where Jesus is the central focus. When you come in here, you don't see a man, you don't see a woman, you don't see a boy or a girl. You don't see a worship team, you don't see a preacher, but you see Jesus Christ at the center, high and lifted up. Don't see me today. Don't remember the little thing that I did. Remember who I was talking about. Remember why I got excited. Why did I? Why, why, why? His name is? Is Jesus. Real loud, say Jesus. Jesus. Amen. Let's keep him at the center. Let's keep Christ in Christmas. It's his name that's in there anyway. It's Christmas. It's not Santa Miss or Rudolph Miss or Frosty Miss. It's Christmas. Because only when we have Christ in Christmas and not just in Christmas, but in everything that we do. Yeah, I just share my heart with you before we read a scripture or two and then close. But you need to realize how the devil can work on all of us, even on preachers. Did you see the power of God come on me just a few moments ago? How many saw that? And the devil's been working on me to put that away. And don't act like that anymore. Because after all, People might not come back. Visitors might not like it. You need to realize that the devil will come and whisper things into your thought into the thought realm. And he's worked on me more than once. You can ask my wife; she'll tell you. Don't act like that. Don't act like that. Don't don't dance around under the power of God. Don't 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 act like that because people might not come back. But you know what, dear friends? If I can't let the power of God, like Diane was singing about Jeremiah a while ago, it was like fire shut up in my bones. And when that power of God got on me just a little while ago, you need to understand. See, this is something you don't see. But there was something going on in my head. And do you know what was going on in my head? I better not act like that. I better not yield to that. I better not yield to that. I better not yield to that because there might be somebody that it offends. But I had to make a decision to go ahead and yield to the power of God. And I'm so glad I did. Did you hear what I just said? Amen. Let's always yield to the power of God, no matter what it costs us, no matter what the price. Did you hear what I just said? We don't talk about healing anymore, the devil would say, because, you know, what? 
why would I want to stop talking about healing? God has healed so many people through this ministry. Why would we want to turn our back on that? The baptism in the Holy Ghost, you know. Jesus, if you don't, if you don't have Jesus, you don't have the Holy Ghost. You can't get the Holy Ghost without Jesus. Jesus is the baptizer in the Holy Ghost. Do you ever notice that, at least what I'm aware of, there's very little talk about the Holy Ghost anymore. The gifts of the Spirit. There's nine gifts of the Spirit. There's what we would know as special faith. Working of miracles, gifts of healings. And then there's also... The discerning of spirits. There's word of knowledge, word of wisdom. Without Jesus, you don't have any of that because you can't get to the Holy Ghost without Jesus. Jesus is a baptizer in the Holy Ghost. And then there's three other gifts. There's tongues, interpretation of tongues and prophecy. I say, well, tongues has passed. No, tongues hasn't passed away. It's still in there. It's still in the Bible. When that which is perfect is come, then tongues will see. That which is perfect, that's talking about when Jesus comes and catches us up in the rapture. Then there'll be a time where tongues won't be necessary anymore. But tongues are still for today. Did you hear me? And many times in those gifts of the Spirit, one reason that people move away from them is because a lot of people have misused them. And I understand that. I understand that over the years, people have misused those spiritual gifts. The Holy Ghost is perfect. People aren't. But I tell you what, I want the pure, unadulterated move of the Lord Jesus Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit. And I want all nine of those gifts still in operation as the Holy Spirit wills. Can you say amen? And even as I shared that, you need to understand what's going on in my, the devil. Did you know the devil, how does he, how does he speak to you? Thought, realize, say thoughts. The thoughts go through, go through there. Yeah, just talking about tongues and interpretation, tongues and prophecy. Wow, that, that could turn people off. No, it, I mean, how many of you really want what God has? How many of you want just part of what he's got? I want all of it, don't you? I want. I, I tell you what. If you if you're Christless, then you don't have the Holy Ghost. But if you've got Jesus, He's the bapt. Realize, say Jesus is the baptizer in the Holy Ghost. Amen. I want Jesus in this church. I want Him in my life. I want the Holy Ghost moving. I want the power of God. How about you? Because without that, we don't have any hope. Look at Ephesians 2.12 as we begin to close the message. You'll have to forgive my voice, but it'll come back. Amen? (laughs) Ephesians chapter 2, verse 12. You hadn't been to a real church service until the pastor preaches himself hoarse. Amen? Ephesians 2.12, that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having what? 
no hope and without God in the world. See, if you're without Christ, you're without God because he is God. He's God manifest in the flesh. He's Emmanuel. He's God with us. And without him, you have no hope. But now, realize, say, but now, but now in Christ Jesus, you who are, you who are once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. So what does this scripture tell us? Without Christ, if we're Christless, we have no hope. But if we have Christ, then we have hope. And we have Christ, so we have hope. Can you say amen? You see, Santa will put gifts under your tree. But Jesus is the gift who died on a tree. On the cross for you and for me. I want to say that again. Santa will put gifts under your tree, but Jesus is the gift who died on a tree for you and for me. Santa comes down your chimney, but Jesus comes into your heart and he will save you in every way imaginable if you will invite him. Stand with me if you would. Glory to God. Standing in the presence of God with heads bowed and eyes closed. Glory to God. Heads bowed, eyes closed. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus, you've never accepted him as your Savior and Lord, you need to do that before you leave. There'll be some men and women standing up here. And when we dismiss, you can walk to the front and say, hey, I want to receive Jesus. And, and, and they'll pray with you and he'll, he'll come into your heart just like that. Save you. Keep you out of hell. Put you in heaven. Make your life better in the here and now. Praise God. But to the rest of you who are, who are already saved, right there where you stand, right where you stand, I want the Lord to have the opportunity to touch you in whatever 